if there's one thing that's more important than ever, it's to have a real close ear to the ground. There's a thing in marketing where we refer to speaking to the conversation going on in people's minds. Now, the interesting thing in the last few months, for the last few months, has been that conversation has sometimes shifted on a day-to-day basis and sometimes multiple times a day. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. Hey, this is George Free, and welcome to the episode number 100 of the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. How cool is that? I've been waiting to say that number for quite a while. 100 episodes. Cool. So that is, I don't know, 30, 40 hours of interviews with top martial arts school owners, top martial artists, top leaders from around the world, and just sharing great resources and marketing tips and things that have worked for for us in the work that we do with martial arts school owners. So look, thanks for listening. If this is episode number one for you, welcome. Here's to the next 100 episodes and there's 100 behind us that have were pretty cool I'd like to think and if this is your 100th episode or close to that thanks for all the support really really appreciate it uh, love the feedback that I've gotten from the podcast um, if uh, if you are listening and I don't know who you are and we haven't had a connection then do reach out do connect with me on Facebook or uh, Leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. It would be much appreciated. So look, I want to do really, I've had a few things planned for episode number 100, but uh, in all honesty, I just want to kind of sit back and reflect and share a couple of things that I've learned over my journey of doing this podcast. And, and more importantly, a couple of things that I've learned, especially the last few months um, at the time of recording this. You know, martial arts has faced a few hardships uh, around the world. And yeah, I mean, it's been some interesting times with the whole pandemic and everything. And for me, it's been really, uh, really focused on keeping a real close ear to the ground and being real present all the time. And especially, you know, uh, doing especially in our partners group where we have martial arts school owners that we work with from all around the globe. It's really interesting to um, just see the different perspectives from where school owners are at, uh, you know, from across Australia, New Zealand. I mean, every straight state in Australia, different opinion. Um, every state in the United States, different opinion. Um, then New Zealand, UK. So never... Before, have I seen just so many, you know, there's just so many different nuances, different variations of where you can be and 
what you know what approach you can be taking um the the great thing has been able to predict the future based on who's ahead of the curve and that's been new zealand and perth where where i'm based um and if you're not in in any of those places i can tell you that there's been a huge influx of a huge boom you know of people getting back onto training and getting on the mats and you know some of our clients have had some of their best months so if that's not you i hope and you know and and things aren't great for you right now i hope that's some of the most positive news that you've heard and so um there's one tip i can give you from that is just have a close ear to the ground because the minute things shift for you you want to be on top of it and just grab onto the the gold rush <laughs> if we can call it that so look I wanted to share a couple of things that I probably don't talk talk about as such. And it's probably a bit more about my story. And I don't like to talk about my story. I like to I like to speak to people or share stuff or learn from people and that's why I do the interviews. Um But I mean there's a big reason why I do all this. And some of you know, some of you don't. I'm not a martial arts school owner. That's the first time you've heard this. Now you have. And for some, for some people, you know, when people hear that, they would be like, why do I, why do I work with school owners? Um, some in just curiosity and, and then, you know, some people have really taken offense to it. Um, why would you work with school owners? You're not one of us. <laughs> or, you know, I've, I've, I've heard things in that line, which I always find interesting because, I mean, you don't go to your doctor and, and ask them if they've got, you know, COVID-19 before they diagnose you. Um, you. You can't expect that they understand the problem or, you know, you don't go to your accountant and make sure that he's a martial artist before helping you with numbers. Uh, unless his name is David Simpson, who is a martial arts accountant. So, you know, in the same sense, um, marketing is is the same for, for any type of business predominantly. Um, the principles are the same, but the details differ and the details you learn via experience. But it's, you know, when, when you work in marketing, it's, it's really, I, I wouldn't say it's simple, but I mean, it's really easy to adapt to whichever industry you are interested in, in my case, passionate in. So if, if we had to, if we had to compare stories, I mean, our stories would be way different when it comes to martial arts, but we're not, when it comes to purpose and why we do things, I think we share a lot of similarities. And I'll tell you why. You know, so you might have heard this story before, but the way I got into martial arts was really following in my my son's footsteps. So I enrolled my son into martial arts when he was about four and a half, five. And um, that was his first activity. I'm from South Africa. I just moved to Australia at that time. And so young parent want to do the right thing and put my child on the right path. And so I enrolled my child into, my son into martial arts. And I was really impressed by just how martial arts played out and the things that he was doing, the uplift in energy on how the classes were running, uh, the confidence, the, you know, just the real enthusiasm that was happening in the classes. And 
the link for me, for, for me, you know, in my life, I've, uh, I mean, I started out as a, a drummer and a surfer. Like those were my two things that I just wanted to do. And then I studied computer programming. I opened a computer business. Um, I did great, but um, I also failed super hard to the point that, and I'd lost complete sidetrack, but I, um, we lost, we did well. We did really well. And then 1999, when the big, you know, computers were going to crash, which they never did. Well, our, our business did crash and uh, I was 21 and ended up with a huge pile of debt. Um, ego crushed. <laughs> um, and I actually didn't put on, I didn't switch on a computer again until I was 30. Until I ended up in Australia, I didn't touch a computer. That's how destroyed I was by losing the business. So in the time between that, um, I was really trying to find myself and I ended up in sales jobs and uh, doing a lot of extensive work in sales. But trying to find myself in the sense of there's a lot of personal development, there's a lot of things going on to really find and master the self of me. And so when I saw martial arts in practice, to me, the link was, this is personal development in the physical form. This is everything that I've been trying to learn and adapt my mind for focus, discipline, and confidence. This was it happening in the physical form. And I could just see how the, the accelerated way of achieving all those things through martial arts. So I was really hooked and inspired. And I took my son to, to martial arts probably about three times a week. Maybe more excited about it than he was, but uh, he loved it. And, you know, he kept training. And so th that was my introduction to martial arts. So my son was training and, and somewhere along the line there, I, I offered the school where he was training some uh, a bit of advice on marketing. A couple of things that I've done in marketing outside the industry that worked super well. And I was watching what they were doing and I, I said to one of the instructors, look, there's a couple of things that I've done that can really help you and I just want to share them. There was no intention of um, wanting a client or wanting to do business. Um, at this point in time, there was no Facebook groups or maybe there were. I just weren't hanging out in them. Um, it was just things that I knew that would work. So um, I shared it with them and they're... Um, Actually, what happened was they asked me if I just wanted to do it. And I didn't really want to take on a client. Uh, I was happy doing what I was, you know, selling products and doing things online. But at that time, I had been doing online marketing for quite a while. But I thought, hey, there's an opportunity to learn here. So I took it on. Uh, they got results and they asked me, hey, well, can you do that as well? And I said, well, yeah, okay. And I did that. And so, look, things happened. And... um. I kept helping the school. They kept getting results, and so so it went went on. And you can you can listen to the first couple of episodes of the podcast to get the a bit of perspective on on how that went. And so anyway, somewhere along the line of me helping them, uh, helping the school and my son training, somebody asked me why aren't I training martial arts? And I'd kind of avoided the question for a long time. Uh, I was thirty six at the time, forty three now at the time of recording this, and. 
they asked why, you know, why aren't I training? And I said, well, I don't know. And so I came up with all the excuses. You, Yeah, I'm too old. Body doesn't work like it used to. Um, but then I thought, why not? Good question. Why don't I give this a go? And so I did. And so without a cliche, I was hooked. I really was. I took my first class and I was like, this is cool. The, the timing for me was just great. Um, been going through a separation, uh, change in life, um, really trying to find something that I am really passionate about in business. So I've come from this computer backgrounding, uh, com- backgrounding, <laughs> computer background. I had some business skills. Um, I was building a business online, but there was a piece missing in my life. And that was something that I really cared about, right? Something that I could really sink my teeth into. So anyway, life goes on. And and something, I, I reached a point where life was getting too much. My son was training martial arts, so was I, trying to juggle a business, was helping the school, and I kind of just had to make the choice. And I think this is where our stories probably align. If, if, if I had to ask you, when did you decide to become a martial arts school owner? Like at what, or at what point in time were you training martial arts and then you decided that this was going to be your life? Now, maybe that was for personal gain, for, for what you got out of martial arts. Maybe that was for the impact that you wanted to create through through martial arts. Either way, that's that's what happened for me. And there was a distinct time in my life where I looked at myself in the mirror and said, well, this is how I want life to be. Like, if I want life to be about something, it's about this, it's about martial arts. So I'm gonna just do this. Help martial arts school owners grow because I'm passionate about the transformation I knew what the results delivered. And for me, I couldn't think of, well, what could be a better life than to support and apply all my marketing skills and learn and grow from that towards something that delivers the outcome that martial arts delivers. And that was it. That that was the shift for me. So I decided to turn it into a business and it's become that. MartialArtsMedia.com. It's... um interviewing martial arts school owners, helping martial, martial arts school owners with marketing. We've shifted a bit from websites and things like that just because I want to I wanna make sure that I give the best value in the things that I'm most passionate about, and that's martial arts and marketing. So that brings us here today, 100 episodes later. So no, I didn't buy a course and... Somebody told me, you got to pick a niche or a market to work in. And I went, hmm, martial arts is a good idea. Um, no, this happened way before that. I didn't decide, hang on, I'm going to apply, I'm going to choose something and then go and do it. Um, or, yay, it looks like there's money there, let's go do that. No, it, it came from a, a sense of the transformation that I received and that I witnessed and that I want to do support. And that's that's kind of how this has evolved for me. So how does this look from here on? Well, it refinement of the way I interview, the questioning that I'm 
questions that I'm going to ask, the resources that we're going to provide with podcasts. And my, my goal is just to be the top resource for martial arts training, for martial arts training and for martial arts school owners on the planet. Um, and uh, I, know, I know that's not all for me. You know, that, that means a collective effort. Um, and there's a lot of things that we are doing right now to really bring that collective effort together. I'd like to say I feel really comfortable, you know, where I am at this point in life and what the value that we deliver. And, and I mean, look, if whenever as a, as a self-critic, right, you're like, wow, I'm really doing the right thing. And then when you look at your client's results, then it's like, all right, cool. Uh, we're doing we're doing good things. People are getting results. People are signing up students. Schools are growing, and that's all I could really wish for. So, look, a um, bit long winded there, but uh, first and foremost, again, thanks thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening to the podcast. And if there's if there's one piece of advice I can give you right now, you know, going through the whole uh, pandemic over the last few months, depending when you're listening to this, if there's one thing that's more important than ever, it's to have a real close ear to the ground. There's a thing in marketing where we refer to speaking to the conversation going on in people's minds. Now, the interesting thing in the last few months, for last few months, has been that conversation has sometimes shifted on a day-to-day basis and sometimes multiple times a day. And predominantly, it's based on what are the governments saying? What, what are the legal entities saying is the get-go in your area? What are you allowed to do and what are you not allowed to do? Now, if you choose to do your own thing, no matter what the rules are, it's a bit risky. You know, I was on a coaching call yesterday and somebody was telling me about um, running classes with 12 people instead of five based on their restrictions. In Perth, right now, there's no restrictions, right? We can do whatever we want. Um, but uh, this was, I think, in the UK where they were pushing the limits. Now, whether you feel and whether governments are being unrealistic or not, um, hey, that's a debate and a rabbit hole I don't want to go down because, yeah, there's not a lot that makes sense. but. There's not a lot of people that have navigated through a pandemic either. All that I know is if you're going to break the rules and something goes wrong or somebody gets injured or somebody gets sick or even somebody gets injured and you didn't, you weren't abiding to the rules and the, the restriction rules, you've got a whole bunch of other problems on your, on your plate which you don't need right now. So reasonable, unreasonable safer to play things by the book and you do have options right you do have options you do have options to sign people up to if you have an overflow to run the classes on zoom you do have the option to create a waitlist there's options if you're smart about it there are always options to keep growing keep taking names and the big secret of that would be obviously keep a close ear to the ground and Know where people are at. Um, And if you are going to be marketing, don't feel weird about it. (laughs) And I say that because some people have felt weird about marketing during during a pandemic. And if you are running ads and, you know, people get, sometimes people 
give hateful or stupid comments. It's it's just an ad and it's just someone's opinion and they don't know you, they don't know who you are, whatever they say is just on their limited perception of what they're experiencing in their moment. They're probably just having a crap day and they saw this and it triggered them in the wrong way. Problem of social media, right? People see one thing and then they attach their own story and context to it and make it super vocal. And if you're sitting on the receiving end, it, it can be a bit disturbing. Um, remove all emotion out of your marketing, you know, and just see it as marketing. And if people don't like it, um, sometimes people will hate it and be signing up. You know, that's a sign of also good marketing because it means you are polarizing it super well and use very direct and attracting a certain crowd and not another crowd. So anyway, I'm going to leave that at that. But hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, look forward to taking you on the next journey of the next 100 episodes. And uh, if you haven't yet, please leave us a review. You can just go martialartsmedia.com forward slash iTunes, martialartsmedia.com forward slash Spotify. Um, and just, yeah, give us give us a thumbs up. That's If you got any value over the last 100 episodes, that's the one, one thing I can ask of you <laughs> is just leave us a, a, a great review. And if there's somebody else that can benefit from this podcast, then please pass it on. And um, if you want to reach out to me, you can just go to messagegeorge.com. Messagegeorge.com, that opens up Messenger. Send me a message and would love to chat and see if we can help you grow and scale your school. Thanks again. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group and in there I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community and an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group. So martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P. Uh, there's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group. That will take you straight there. Uh, request to join and I will accept your invitation. Thanks. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.